Good morning, Hobo Sapiens. Are you well? I hope you're well. If you're not well, let me know. If you are well, let me know. Hi, how you doing? Um, uh, that, so uh, I'm just going to be quick on this one because I am starving. I've got some uh, vegetable sushi uh, ready to go, and I, I just don't want to eat whilst talking to you, essentially. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I want to uh, yeah get on with, uh, with uh, doing some work and, and bits and bobs. Um, it's been a good week. Uh, I've, I've had a, to be honest, it's been a work week. I've just been working away at lots of things, book, album, lounge kittens, uh, everything going on. I've got a gig coming up in, uh, uh, the rusty bucket in Camberwell, um, on Sunday. Uh, I think that starts at six o'clock. So if you're coming along to that, it starts at six o'clock. It's two 45 minute sets where it will be a card show. We'll set the timer and we'll go. We'll try and get as many cards done as possible with all the sing songs and everything else going on um proper london knees up um the government are shit uh and the uh the government in the u.s are shit um so uh so yeah that's my political discourse on all that um just be true to yourself make sure you know what's going on uh there's obviously been celebrity suicides as well i have no idea who most of the people who kill themselves off the tv are um, but I do know that uh, if you are suffering in any sorts of way, uh, just uh, just remember it's okay. It's okay. Everything, time passes and things change and we all grow and we're all different from how we were 5, 10, 15 years ago. And we will be different from how we are now in 5, 10, 15 years, etc. Um, uh, so r- relax. Feel it. You don't have to act. Uh, but yeah talk that's pretty much the big thing um yeah this week is with uh beck lombardi and the word is voices because uh beck has one of the most amazing singing voices i've ever known uh i can't remember exactly where we first came in contact i think it was at the alexandra pub and uh threat system were playing along with the the lounge kittens it was for independent venue week actually um and yeah, Beck's voice was just wow, absolutely incre- incredible um, and really good. And uh, since then, they've moved on to Hunting Hearts and uh, uh, and also doing some choir work as well with the Sweet Charity Choir with Jen from the Lounge Kittens. Uh, I really love Beck. Beck has come and supported uh, at the uh, the launch shows as well. Just an amazing voice and and a voice that needs to be heard politically, socially, spiritually, identically, and uh, and musically, historically, and all the other words that end in "cle." And um, yeah, just uh, just enjoy this. So this is me sat down last week on my amazing three podcasts a day day. Uh, this is the middle of them. This is me chatting with Beck Lombardi. About voices. So when you say production, you mean writing for other people? No, well, kind of. It's I'm happy to do like 
to help write parts and things like that. Uh-huh. But I'm also happy to just take direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that the most important thing for me is to just get what is in somebody's head. Mm. And there's like no sort of like finer moment for me than somebody listening to something that I've done for them and uh-huh. them saying, that's exactly how I imagined it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Capturing something. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that so many people have so many ideas, but not everybody has the ability to, or the, the ability or resource to like get it out of their head. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and like one of my things is like, especially working with solo singer songwriters, I did like to have to doing a lot of time in like the Zeus Collective and things like that. Okay. Yeah. I know what it's like to play a song and sort of just, you know, it be on guitar and your voice. And when you're playing it, like, you hear so many other things happening. Mm-hmm. But you don't have the resource. You don't, maybe you don't know the people. Yeah. Or you don't have the ability to sort of express that and say, yeah, this is what I want. This is what I want. Um, so one of the things that, like, I want to do as, like, you know, a budding producer is give people that opportunity. Yeah. To, yeah. like, take their music and their art to, like, a next level. Yeah. You know, and, like, I don't claim to be somebody who has, like... I've never received, like, formal training. I no. did music tech at, at college level. It's about the same for me. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I've spent a lot of time writing, doing dem- doing demos, like, learning what I can as I go. Okay. To try and get what's, out, what's in my head out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, sometimes people will give me a track and say, okay, what what can you do with this? And other times they'll just come in, like, you know, the other day that um, with the artist that I'm working with right now, she came in, she showed me, you know, what it sounded like live. Uh-huh. And she said, but this is the kind, and she showed me some of her influences, and she was like, this is the kind of thing I want it to sound like. And I, it's it's making that connection between what it sounds like now, what inspires you, yeah. and how to kind of mesh them together yeah. and bring out, the the different sort of parts of both of them to yeah. create something that you you know might never have thought possible of yourself. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But um, that, there's always that thing. I mean, I, I I've deliberately moved away from lots of things on mm. stage. I, you know, I've literally given myself four strings, a stump box, and a voice. Yeah. Um, uh, to force me into being creative with how I use them. Yeah. Um. But in my head, there's an orchestra and, you know, there's there's all sorts of people behind me that, it, you know, I know that I could actually, if I sat down with the time and some money, yeah. I could sit down with someone and actually make something huge, something, yeah. you know, something much, much more like it is in my head. But my, my feeling is always get the song down to its bare basics and then you know the song. Yeah. And then you add things on top, and that, or you try things underneath it, or um, so that's where my head is always at creati- creatively. This is probably why I don't write for other people. Um, uh, it's because I, my my where where my creativity comes out is literally to do with expressing that one thing that started me writing the song in the first place. Um, and then, yeah. So this is this whole thing is is completely fascinating for me because it's something I can't do, and um, I've just been watching. Like I say, Jen's been sending me all the music for all this uh, lounge kit and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
and I feel the same responsibility to capture what she's written than necessarily what I would play. Yeah. And that's that's quite that's quite a responsibility. It is. It's it's quite nerve wracking actually. Because a lot of the times with something like this you put so much work into what you're doing, but a lot of the time you are just operating off of what you feel. Mm-hmm. And it might end up that all of the work that you put into it isn't right. Yeah. I think like for me I used to be very precious about my ideas. Yeah. And now like in this respect especially it's like I've always got that thing in the back of my head like okay I'm working on this I'm doing I'm doing as as good a job as I as I can on mm. it and it might be that it's not what this person wants yeah, I was going to say how enough. do you re- handle rejection well just in case I think the thing is is like it's very hard with music because music for me has been something like my whole life that's like so based off of feeling mm. and based off of a truth within me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, when I write songs for myself, then Sorry. I've got... No, that's fine. I'm hissing. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> I've annoyed you already. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, it's, it's like everything I do for myself, I'm very precious about in the sense mm. of like... Yeah. And I'm very, I'm very... I know how I want things to sound. Mm. But especially in the work where I've been like in Hunting Hearts and I've been able to let go of some responsibilities Mm -hmm. in the sense of like, I don't have to worry about bass anymore. Devin's got bass, Uh but I trust Devin like implicitly with bass. And I know that anything that he writes is a going to be much better than anything I imagined. Yeah. And B going to be so different. Yeah. But really work for it. Yeah. So like that, that is completely different to when you're doing production. Well, that's the nature of a band, isn't it? Yeah. 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 There's always there's always musicians fronted by someone or controlled mm. by that one person or there's a band. Yeah. Um, which I think is is a, a collection of decisions and a collection of respect. And, yeah. And acceptance because there are you know there are points where you know someone comes in and goes I'm going to play this over it and you go that's not what I wrote you know that's not how it is in my head and yeah. then you go oh yeah okay but that's what they're bringing yeah to the room okay. And, and that is one of the hardest things, because it's like, in, just in a band respect, it's like, I, like I said, like, I've started off very precious, but like, mm. I've managed to relinquish control, and so, accepting rejection, whether it's a song that I've written, or a piece that I'm working on with somebody else, mm. I have to accept that, yeah, it comes from a personal place when I make it, yeah, yeah. but if it doesn't work, that's not personal. Yeah. That just means that somebody else has a different idea, yeah. and like, especially with production, like, I don't ever want to produce anything or write anything with somebody that is more me than them. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, in that respect, exist purely to make somebody's, like, idea come alive. Yeah, of course, yeah. You're a supportive role. Yeah. And, you know, I I have this sometimes because, like, I I want to work with, like, more inexperienced people. And, obviously, what comes with that is people asking... Sorry. (laughs) Well, I'm not getting paid yet, so, you know. Um, What comes with that is people wanting direction. Yeah. And, you know, I had this conversation recently with somebody I was working with, and they said, I want you to tell me if you think it's good or not. And Mm. I'm like, yeah, I think this song's great. And I was like, I'm never going to sit here and say that's shit. Or, or I think you should do this. I'm going to say, you can do that. Like, this is an idea I had. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to make the decision on it. You're going to make the decision. Absolutely, Because yeah. it's your yeah. thing. 
And I've worked with producers before who have changed things during mm. mixing. Yeah. Like re-recorded guitars. Okay. Yeah, that was a whole thing. That's a big shit. Yeah, that's... written lead lines into places and stuff. And okay. like, that's fine because at the end of the day, like, you can see somebody bringing their idea to something and... And it's not them with the intention of making you something they're not, that you're not. It's no. it's them just saying, like, this is how you could take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think yeah. it I think the the respect there is all about like not forcing somebody to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Dan, who I work with, my producer, I never think of him that way. He's the guy who records my albums, who's my yeah. mate. Um he offers me uh lots of options and then an extra thing. That's that's the way he works it. He's, he sort of goes, um, you know, I say, I don't know quite what to do here. And he'll say, well, you could do this, then this and this. Um, and then we do those. And I say yes to all of them. We try them and we make decisions. And then he says, do you want to try something else? And then he, that's usually the thing we end up with. Um, it, and it's quite quick, quite a quick process. Yeah. It's about saying yes a lot. Yeah. Which is actually the biggest thing to let go of when you're uh, ego driven as a creative mm. um, is to say yeah, okay, let's try that. Um, and to embrace it if it works. You know, that's the thing, is to let go of your song a little yeah. bit and say, go on then, yeah, let's see what we're going With Dan, I trust him completely, so mm. um, he's never recorded any parts for me, or, you know, re-recorded or anything like that. He's never sat down and said, that's wrong. Yeah. You no, know, he is very supportive of just saying, that was good, but I think you could do better. That was okay, um, but it's not working you're singing it in the wrong register, whatever. Yeah. It's just that extra pair of ears to help me. The do um it. the rules of, of things like that sound very similar to the rules of like improvisation mm-hmm. in drama. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, when you're taught how to improvise, they say the mo- like you're not Is that you your can't background? say no. Is that I yeah, well so, so that's what I don't know about you. I don't know how this all started. Where do you get your voice? Uh, all right. Sorry, let's go to drama first. Well, Who the hell are you? <laughs> the Clambadi. Um Is a good answer I don't know. Oh, God, fuck. Oh, no. It's that, it's that kind of thing. Um, uh, if anyone answered, I do know, that's, that would be bad. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, drama. <clears throat> yeah, ever since I was growing up, so, like, when I lived in... When I was very young and I lived in Leicester, I was part of a sort of young performance troupe. Okay. And I kind of got my want to, like, perform and things like that at okay, that Okay, so age. that's where the stage happened. Yeah, right. and, um, you know, a lot of the time when you're a kid and you want to pursue art, it's it's kind of looked at as a hobby rather than a profession. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got to college, I was doing drama and I took up also a BTEC performing arts course in the second year, and okay. I loved it. Um, and I thought, you know... I love this so much, but it's not a viable career. What can I do to still have drama in my life? Mm-hmm. Um, well, <laughs> okay. you know what I mean? I mean, I had enough <laughs> bloody drama, but but like drama as an art in yeah. my life, like how can I keep this in there, but still make a profession out of it? And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, you know, maybe I could be a college lecturer for drama. Okay. Because I love the experimental things. Mm-hmm. I love kind of like just... And this, this also, I will come back to later, like, goes into production as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love the realm of possibility. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And oh, I love yeah. exploiting it. Oh, yeah. Like, literally, That's anything that you stage. can do. Yeah. yeah. Like, anything you can do 
try it. Yeah. And like that was one of the big things with drama. I've never felt, you know, as like a young trans person as well, feeling very at home in your body is very hard. Yeah. And at that point, even though I didn't know I was trans, drama brought this place for me where okay. I could let literally be anyone, do anything. And it yeah, was safe, yeah, of course, you know. Yeah. And I went to uni and I read English and drama and mm. I thought, oh, okay, I'll do my combined honours. I'll go away, I'll come back, do PGCE, and I'll teach. Okay. Unfortunately, end of, like, sort of, I decided not to go back after the end of first year because I had a lot of things happen that, you know, really made, meant that my mental health suffered. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and, like, at the same time as doing all the drama, like, music came as well. Okay. Um, so you weren't musical, like, as a kid, as such? I think they were hand in hand. Okay. I wrote raps. About okay. yogurts. How did you that know. go down? I mean, <laughs> not very well. It was all misspelt. Okay. And, you know, I didn't have any rhythm then. But I, I did. At the same time, I did my drama GCSE. I also did music. I originally wasn't allowed to take music, so I went to an engineering school. Okay. And you had to take one tech, one humanity, uh, one okay. humanity subject, and an art subject. Right. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I did, you know, I ended up in design tech. I, you know, obviously like back then I identified as a girl. I was the only girl in the class. Okay. Felt very weird about that. Okay. But the design tech course that I was taking. Yeah. Took place at the same time as music. Ah. And I said to my mum, originally when we were picking our GCSEs, I said, I want to do music. And she was like, oh, you can't play anything. Mm. So I ditched French. Yeah. And I learned bass. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. I did French, learnt bass, and like within the first couple of weeks of that, I said to my mum, "Look, I I'm not happy in this design tech class. I need to go into music." And they let me swap. Okay. And I think, I think like there were a great bunch. Like my um, my best friends and my um, sister was also in that class. Mm. Um. But, like, I really flourished in that, and I got an A. Okay. And, like, I would never have gotten an A no. in any in anything else. Like, wow, okay. So it was um, just calling. Yeah, that was okay. kind of when I was... But I didn't have a guitar. I literally just had a bass. All right. Um, so I was, like, writing don't songs just, on Don't bass. talk about it like it's derogatory. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Just, you know, bass was is just valid. That, I was going to say that's probably <laughs> what informs the way that I write bass lines now. I think so. Okay. Uh, uh, I... I, I I understand. I, mm. I get it. Some people are guitarists who end up as bass players, and that's the worst. Yeah, you know, they feel like they're stepping back, and it's like, no, you're still in the band. Yeah, you're still in the fucking. You've still band. got a very important yeah, part yeah. to play. You, you... Anyway, um, but you also have this amazing singing voice. Have you trained? Have you? Did you? When you really so what... in the music lessons, were you singing as well, or was it just playing bass and writing piano bits? And I mean, like I've always sung. Okay, always sung. I don't... I, it depends. I've not had, like, professional training. So you're I've just had... a natural talent, then? Stop it. Fucker. <laughs> all right. It's all right. I um, am, too. It's all right. It's fine. It wasn't <laughs> always this powerful. I... You know, I've always been able to do musical theatre. Mm. You know, maybe that's where that kind of, like, clarity, I guess, comes from. I never thought that I could sing rock. I thought I was going to be a singer-songwriter. Yeah. And, like, okay. I thought that's how things would go. I think you needed something quite powerful behind you, though. Yeah, I think I learned yeah. that. And that was when, after I released my first solo EP, I was like, 
I need more. Like, yeah. I want something more. And I've always been into rock and metal and, you know. Uh-huh. And um, I just, I don't really remember when it was that I first tapped into my belt. Okay. I mean... Well, you, I mean, obviously, it's happened before, don't get me wrong. It's, you know, like Skin, Skunkin' Ancy, and, mm. you know, sort of super powerful vocals, super supportive music to that vocal. Yeah. And, you know, things like that. And, and when I, I remember when I first saw you, uh, which was Threat System at the Alex yes um, supporting the lounge kittens we were yes. both supporting the lounge kittens um, that was a great night that was a really good night and we were outside laughing our faces off beforehand and I didn't see yeah. your sound check then you went on stage and absolutely blew me away and I'm like going fuck and and I was there I was thinking of Skunk and Nancy but I was you know but there was a lot of there was a lot of other stuff going on yeah. that was really amazing um, okay so so but you found out that rock music was going to be the best yeah I was worried I'd lose a lot of my audience. Really? Yeah. My audience, my original audience was based off of a lot of people that I'd met through choir. Okay, right. And, and I don't know, maybe maybe one of, like, talking about my belt, maybe one of the first times was when I was getting ready to leave rock mm. choir at that point. Okay. Because I was going away to uni. Yeah. And Jen who was working for Rock Choir then, and that's that's how I met her. We were doing Rolling in the Deep. Mm-hmm. And I didn't plan... I don't really know what happened in this moment. Okay. I guess some kind of fate intervened. <laughs> but, like, I, no one really knew me at choir. I went with my mum. Mm-hmm. People knew my mum, but they didn't really know me. I came sometimes. And then I was sort of just standing there, and Jen was like, oh, does anyone have, want to have a go at the solo for Rolling in the Deep? Okay. And I was kind of just not even looking... <laughs> anywhere in particular and my hand just went up wow. and I was like I oh shit <laughs> I, I, was just like, I don't remember making this choice <laughs> yeah I don't remember like why would my body betray me like this oh, yeah. you know <laughs> left hand yeah uh, and okay. I was like why is this happening and you know Jen was like okay come up and I was like I looked at my mum and she was just as shocked as I okay. was and I was like, this is really odd, but okay, I'll, I'll do it. It made sense, let's face it, come on. <laughs> I mean, uh, so there are a lot of people who aspire to be Adele, mm. but not many people can have the chops to sing Adele. So you've got to remember that there is that. I didn't I, sing Adele. I, to be honest, at that point, I didn't think I could. Wow, okay. So I was like, hmm? why is this happening? <laughs> All right. Okay, but I went up and I did it, and like it's it's always odd, like talking about this from other people's perspectives. So like people have told me how they felt in that moment, Mm. and but all I remember is like holding this piece of paper and a mic, and it must have been the first time I'd held a mic because before that I had always played guitar. It'd been on a stand, okay. So I was holding the mic and I was shaking like a leaf, and um, they're heavier in your hand when you got to perform. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, yeah. yeah. It's it's almost like a kind of um, it's a burden. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's a it's a different kind of weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, but I remember Jen, you know, sort of like re- like got the choir to stand up, and you know the opening chords happened, and then I started singing, mm-hmm. and I just remember her arms in like midair, and she just like turned around with this huge 
gobsmacked face. Wow. And I'd always looked up to Jen anyway. I wasn't really close to her at that point. And I remember sort of looking at him like, oh, I hope that that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I hope yeah. that that's a good reaction. You kind of know on Jen's face. Jen's face doesn't really lie very much. No. She, uh, the, the, one th- the one thing I was just thinking of is the fact that you know, no one can look up to Jen either because we're all taller than her. So, yeah, but, yeah. you know, we're, we're all, like, physically taller yeah, than yeah, her. Yeah. But there is, there is this quality oh, about her. Monumental. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yes. And to have that reaction. And of course, at that point, um, Timia was also in the choir. Okay, yeah. And I thought Timia was I way... I forgot this is where it all started, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Timia was way too cool. Yeah. Timia is too cool. She I was too like, cool, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm, you know. And I remember like finishing the song, my mum was crying. Okay. My mum my cries <laughs> every time bad. I sing. No, no, okay. <laughs> she was like, oh, you, you shame on the family. <laughs> no, she was crying. And... Um, and like Jen hugged me and she was like, you know, that was really good. That was like, you know, whatever. Mm. And I was walking back to my seat and Timmy was sitting in the bassist. I was sitting in alto and Timmy ran all the way around the back of the choir to come and give me a hug. Wow. And those two reactions for me were like, oh, I did a good. Yeah, yeah. I you did, know? It, did it right. And I think after that, that's when I kind of secured more of like a... Okay. Uh, you know... Belief. A belief in myself, but also people then knew who I was in the choir. Okay. And so when I started doing open mic nights and things like that, mm. people started coming to them and they were usually from choir. And then the biggest thing that secured me an audience yeah. in, in that sort of demographic was when Jen was leaving rock choir. Okay. Um, I wrote a song and I didn't expect it to go the way that it did. But okay. I wrote this song and it was, a, it had like, my intention was that I would just give it to her recorded mm. and it would just be my voice on all the different harmony layers and stuff. Okay. And I went, we were doing some rehearsals for a show with Russell Watson. Okay. And um, I played it to this group of people and it was after Jen had said she was leaving. And um, and I remember this very tight group of people took that song and went, we're doing this. Oh, wow. Um, Catherine, who is a soprano in um, the choir, mm-hmm. she literally, like, piece of paper, started writing everything we needed to do. And, oh. like, from a week on, we sent out emails and we had, like, a choir of, like, 60 people that oh, I wow. then had to rehearse in secret. Okay. Like, teach them That's the parts. Yeah, I'd never done anything like that in my life before. Amazing. And, like, I had to teach them the, the parts. I then, we had to work out how we were going to record it. Yeah. We wanted to do a video as well. And Aww. it worked out. I mean, it's online. Like, okay, the, I haven't the seen songs, that. I must have not. No, no. Basically what happened, we did this song in about four, four or five weeks. Amazing. And everyone kept it quiet. Which, Amazing. let me tell you, for, for people of, of, like, for very chatty... Oh, they're gossips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Qu- quiet people are gossips. And well, we managed never to... never guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we managed to keep it quiet. And that is the biggest <laughs> success of that. And it came to her last session, and um, we flash mobbed her, basically. Amazing. Like, she, we made her sit in the choir, she passed over the mic to me, and I was like, oh... <laughs> I'm crowned um, and we played the video at the same time but she had no idea how many people were involved in it oh my god and there's That's this great so lovely. video of like us actually doing the flash mob and the camera kind of pans to her and yeah. she just looks like a little kid yeah. she's like holding a tissue to her face and like just looking up at everybody like Jen does extremely emotionally yeah I don't know I'm protected 
<laughs> yeah. She unabashedly feels. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, Which that, I think yeah. is good. Yeah, That's yeah. quality. That yeah, it's, she's a crier. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, me too. But like that was how I kind of like got my audience because everything I did after that was like, oh, we're going to go to Beck's thing, you know, we're going to go watch, watch Beck play. Okay. So when I came to changing over to metal, yeah, I was so worried. The, the little old ladies of rock choir come along. I know it's not little old ladies, but you know. Well, you know, yeah. like it really surprised me how many people I retained yeah. and how many people I retained to this day. Actually, that's good. Yeah, yeah. and and I, I guess like a lot of who I am today as a musician and who I've got around me is because of you know Jen and what Jen created yeah, yeah. so like that's why I always sort of cite her as one of so the when biggest. she left did you move on to the, to the next thing she was doing or did you so she left for a while to do kittens yeah um, and then um, when she started she's she started doing Sweet Charity I went along okay so, so you I'm, stayed in rock choir to um, so, I stayed in rock choir for a year, but it wasn't really feasible for me. Okay. Um, I don't know why they do it. I've never seen an advert for it. Really? I just know loads of people in it. It is a bit... Yeah. You know, come to it's like it. the it's Masons. A little, it's a little bit culty, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I was playing in Edinburgh, and the place I was playing... This is for the festival, and, and um, uh, the place I was playing had the rock choir upstairs Ooh. just as I was coming out of my show, so I'd always have to unload against this queue of middle-aged women mainly yeah. in the same t-shirt all sort of talking about the show they're about to do yeah. and every day their show was sold out yeah and they didn't have to advertise they didn't have to flyer a thing they just literally it's crazy isn't it it's insane and i was like wow this is a, it's a movement yeah this is a thing and i i love the fact that choirs are uh, are around and doing it all the time. Mm. I love all that. Um, I I got slightly worried that it was, like I say, a bit culty in a, mm. in a weird way. But then, um, but then you realise that there's people out there like Jen who are doing, who are trying to do something different with it, trying to yeah. sort of flip it around a bit. It's nice to have everyone singing. I think that's what churches are for. Yeah, that's what they're really for. You know, they're for getting everyone together and having a nice time. Yeah, they're for um, community, yeah, so they're not more for than religion. Not finger yeah. or anything. They're just for literally, like, let's do that on Sunday. Mm. Yeah, dinner, brilliant. Um, <laughs> and and that's why I think the the choirs are for. But when when it became a thing where literally someone from I, I felt like there were different rock choir communities at each Edinburgh show. Mm. So people would go, oh, I'm from Leeds, so I've come up from Leeds to play two shows and. Yeah. You know, so that it was almost interchangeable. And it that... is, yeah, because I guess the arrangements for rock choir, they're all, like, it, it, it's a curriculum, okay. basically. Oh, right, okay, I didn't know that, yeah. Um, you know, every month, uh, well, not every month, but as far as I remember it, every sort of term, because mm. it runs in terms. Yeah, okay. You have songs that you're going to learn. No Did you not know? I don't know nothing so about it. So it. it works, basically, that... Um, Do you have to pay for the T-shirt? You have to pay for the T-shirt. You also pay a subscription for the downloads. Okay, right. Okay. So the way it works is that you go to a session, you get taught your harmony parts. Okay. And then after you're taught that, your downloads then become available. Okay. And those downloads are this song with only the alto part, only this part, only this wow, part. Okay. And then you get full choir. And so they, you know, often you'll get a member in each choir who will put that onto a CD so people can listen to it in their cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and you just is that against the rules? Is that a bit sneaky? I don't think so. I, I mean, <laughs> I, don't I don't want to get anyone in trouble. 
So that doesn't happen for anyone from Rock Choir listening. They won't be doors. No. Oh, gosh. No, they all use the USBs. It's fine. Yeah, we just used our imaginations very well in the car. Loud. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but then that you kind of hammer it home yeah yeah and, and you learn it you know but surely there's i mean you know being uh, someone who writes music surely there's just bars of click and then you, someone goes Ooh. yeah honestly honestly <laughs> and some of the harmony parts sound very strange on their own yeah because obviously can you imagine like a soprano part yeah. for i don't know something inside so strong just coming out of the blue yeah yeah like Someone's like, shit, where did that come from? That's amazing. I've never thought of it. it, It's not my world, choirs. I like, Mm. um, I really like, I like congregations of all sorts of different people. So so that one thing to bring them together is fantastic. But there's still a thing of, you know, I quite like not knowing who I'm in a room with when I'm performing and stuff like that. So that's, that's my, that's my, my particular pleasure yeah so so the idea of going to a room which everyone's already made that same decision i'm like nah i want someone there what i I, i'd rather do a choir or a thing a thing every week where someone walks in who didn't know you know who by accident yeah i'd like the cleaner who goes oh this is great yeah that's my that's my that's where my little joy is 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 the discovery of someone else there's, yeah, there's always new people. With Sweet Charity, it's monthly. Okay. So there, there's always new people, especially after, you know, going to Disneyland Paris, going to Carnegie Hall yeah, last yeah, yeah. year, which, by the way, was honestly I was, I was a gonna highlight ask about of my that. life. Yeah, yes. Amazing. Is it all right, is it? What's it like playing Carnegie Hall? I mean, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the water's a very small bottle. So ah, okay. That's all ah, okay. <laughs> uh, so, what, three out of five stars? Yeah. <laughs> That's generous. <laughs> no, I mean, like, the, the whole trip was... Yeah. I didn't really realise I'd been there and done it until afterwards. Okay, that's quite weird. Because I yeah. first went to New York, and I'll preface this by saying that everyone who's been to New York mm-hmm. says, I love New York. Yeah, I love New York. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, people who haven't been to New York often think that everyone says they love New York for the same reason. Yeah, yeah, that's not true. But there is no what there are no two people who love New York for the same reason. Absolutely reasons. not. Yeah. Like I love New York because it's like it's a city, but there's and like everyone says it's cramped, but there is so much space. Yeah, oh, that's why I like New York. Yeah, there's so, so much space, and I love. Like, I just going to co-op the reasons why you like New York. And yeah. Go, oh, we do feel the same. <laughs> yeah, because we will be the two people that have the same. <laughs> I love the the culture and, and, you know, and like, the first time I went there was for my 21st birthday. Mm-hmm. My mum surprised me. She tried to surprise me, actually. She bought the tickets and then held it in for a day. Okay. And then told me. <laughs> she okay. really tried. Was she then... in the secret choir for Jen? She was also in the secret. Wow! Club. So she kept that yeah, secret. No, not, right? Yeah. Not New York. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> she was just too excited. <laughs> okay. All right. The only trouble with with that point in my life was I was very, really suffering with anxiety. Okay. That's a very long plane ride for anxiety. It is. Yeah. That's a lot of new food I, for I anxiety. Did it yeah. Yeah. Well, I couldn't drink. So, okay. like, there's a lot okay. behind that story. Yeah. I used to not be able to drink okay. because of my anxiety. Yeah. Because before that, I drank too much. Yeah. Whole that thing causes another thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so at that point, and obviously this is the thing, right, dude? I am. Turning twenty one in New York, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. the age you become eligible to drink in oh, New yeah. York legally. <laughs> so what should have happened was on on the Tuesday I should have turned 
21 and got absolutely blasted on the yeah. huge shots. Yeah, yeah. I had one drink and then I gave up drinking for two years. Yeah, I think that's fair, yeah. I mean... I it's sp- not for everyone. <laughs> it's it's not. It's. I think there's a lot of people who assume that all alcohol is for everyone and we should all <coughs> the you do the better it is. And everyone... No one's... It's a bit like the internet. No one quite realises that the internet isn't for everyone. No. Some people can't fucking handle it. Yeah. They should literally be given one at Christmas... And then well, told to shut the Christmas, fuck up. One at you Christmas know. so they can sleep. Yeah, yeah. Have a little, have a little go. On, yeah, have one social media post at Christmas. Go on, off you go, and then leave it for the rest of the year. You're not allowed that's, any memes. You, you know, should, memes make you angry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, don't get on the political forums. It, you can't yeah. handle it. Okay. Yeah. And everyone thinks that alcohol and the internet are exactly the same. We yeah. should do it all the time. Yeah. And the more you do it, the better you are. Yeah. And that's it's just not like true no, at all. it's just bollocks. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, so I'm kind of glad you gave up for two years. Yeah, <laughs> and it was really helpful. It, it brought a lot of clarity to my life. It does, yeah. Um, however, in the situation of of like being in New York, it's like I didn't really enjoy it the first time I went. Mm. I, like I enjoyed it on a base level of like this is amazing. I'm in yeah. New York, um, and so because that wasn't the best experience, my mom... America's a bit like that. Like, the moment you step out of anywhere in America, you always go, "Oh, I'm in America." Yeah, yeah. Oh, you see it so much on TV. Speak. And Just you're like, like that, yeah. I am in a TV. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. You know? I, first time I got to New York, I was with my band at the time, and we were staying in New Jersey, Ooh, and wow. which is fine. Yeah. It, was, it was lovely. And a friend of mine, he, he works in there, and in, in Manhattan, and he said, I've got to go to work, but you come on into work, you know, come on into Manhattan, and we'll, I'll drop you off for five hours, and then we'll meet up, and we'll come back. I'm like, all right. Um, and it was a blizzard, and it was fucking horrible, and it was shit, and I got out of the, um, I can't remember what it was, the Port Authority, mm. and just went, this is shit, like in Times Square, like immediately, like fucking rubbish, this is shit, <laughs> it's just like Leicester Square, but full of fucking people, um, and then you get off the beaten track, mm. and you go, oh, this is great, oh, fuck, this is amazing, this is where everyone has an identity, and yeah. your corner restaurant will have a community in it and you go oh fuck okay i get new york now i yeah i really love the village yeah okay yeah um i've spent like one pizza slice in there that's about it (laughs) i we went back in november 2018 as Ah. a kind of redemption okay thing but the thing is 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 had we known when we booked it that we were going to be going back in July, yeah. June, July last yeah. year for Carnegie Hall. We wouldn't have because yeah, it took a lot of money, man. <laughs> it's a lot um, of money. But going in the November, we were like, we were literally, we left on the 5th of December. So we saw New York do Christmas. Uh-huh. And um, amazing. When we went in November, we finally managed to get. I didn't go to the village the first time, actually, okay. which is crazy because, you know, as somebody who's LGBT, who's very into like learning about the Stonewall movement and, mm-hmm. and things like that. It was very, it was crazy to me that I didn't go, but I was so like okay. full of anxiety yeah. that I yeah. just couldn't do anything. All right. And um, so we went in November and we went and we had pizza at um, John's Pizza on Bleecker Street. Okay. Which is like the place. Okay. It is like, I can't remember when it opened, but we sat, the little booths are like little church pews. Oh, wow. And there's like names from like probably the 60s or the 50s like Brilliant. carved Splash into the in. wall and you know the pizza the pizza is pizza you yeah, cannot yeah. make bad pizza in my opinion yeah, okay um to ask an italian that of an american pizza sorry <laughs> <laughs> but that's just that's you know to, yeah. to, i don't have any time for like 
Yeah. You know. I, I no, no, no. Words, it's, uh, but like, yeah, let's face it. You're, 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 you know, we are accepting of all pizzas yeah, in the world. Pizza. And and we should all always embrace all pizzas in whatever form they take. Mm-hmm. Um, we pizza's must love them all. Um, yes. But like I say, if you're an Italian looking at American pizza, you're like you're probably very angry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's can't be believe you've done quite this. hard to be that tolerant. But um, <laughs> but um. Okay, the pizza's amazing. Yeah, the pizza's really great. Yeah. Um, like I said, obviously, the re- the redemption trip in November was really great. It was mm-hmm. it was fantastic. Which meant that I kind of had, like, now two experiences in New York. Mm-hmm. And going back mm. with 200 other people amazing. that you know yeah, yeah, yeah. from yeah. drinking tea with in Dorset. Did you all fly on the same flights again? No, not oh. all of us. Okay. Um, we were, you know, it was, it was, it's really hilarious actually, because we we had to do it in a kind of way that was like we needed to make sure that nobody thought we were working. Okay. Obviously, yeah, because yeah, we yeah. weren't working, yeah. it was a oh, holiday. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, well, you did also some. Uh, so the actual gig. Mm. For context, for anyone listening, uh, the Sweet Charity Choir. You got a gig in Carnegie Hall. Yes. And Carnegie Hall was running a festival of choirs. So it was through True North. Um, True North Presents. Okay. Now they book a lot of faith choirs. All right. And we, I, I believe. I mean, I may not be, I may not be right, but this is the first. We were the first choir that was not a faith choir. It's quite that funny booked. that you just said I believe, but I may not be right. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. That's great. That's um, <laughs> um, okay. So you're the no- first non-faith choir. Yeah. Because, even though you're literally doing the work of Jesus. I mean. <laughs> I'm just, well, no, but I mean, you, it is one of those choirs. It doesn't make a, a profit. It, no, it, it doesn't make it, a profit. You know, it, it hands over money to charities all over. Yep. Does lots of good work. Um, it does so much work for the people in it as well. And, and you know, embraces everyone in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, choir, for me, has... So, you know, specifically choir with Jen... Mm. Has saved my life multiple times. Amazing. Like I, like I said, I left before I went. I left rock choir before I went to uni. Mm-hmm. Had a really bad time at uni. Okay. Like the worst time, the possible yeah. end times at uni. Okay. And I remember a couple of days after having that experience, and you know, I'm not going to talk explicitly about it, but having that really bad experience of not wanting to be, you know, there anymore. Yeah. And I was watching rock choir videos. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, I need to do that. And I started going back. Okay. And after that, all picked up, all picked up again. Yeah. You know? Okay. So you've basically just uncovered the fact that you need music and community. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There, yeah. Are, there are times when I can't be, when I can't do work or time with choir because mm. I'm too busy or because, you know... I do, well, mostly it's to do with time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and whenever I come back. And usually I go back after I felt really bad. Yeah, yeah. And you just walk into that room and it's like... it is. There's something about it. It's like coming home. Yeah, yeah okay. Because these are people that have been with you now for a really yeah. long time. Yeah. And they're people that see you in a completely different way than a lot of other people in life yeah. see you. Yeah. And I think there's something to do with being part of a harmony section, being part of a choir, being part of a bigger machine. It's a team. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you realise just how valuable you are. 
Yeah. And also, uh, I mean, it goes it goes both ways as well, doesn't it? So where you get picked up, you pick up others as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you're just going there as your own personal therapy. It's like everyone's no. going there for your communal therapy. And that's a lovely... Yeah. That's a lovely, lovely thing. I, I've always believed in, in that. That's why I think everyone should eat together. Yeah. I think the ready meal, single meal should always be, you know... Even if you're single... Conditional. Like, single, or you yeah. are, you are, like, on a night on your own. Even just... I've heard... I've not done it yet, but I've heard there's a lot of power in just going out somewhere to eat on your own. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you're then... You're not actually alone. No. You know, you're, you're with other people. The, the difference between... Um, being lonely and being uh, in solitude is actually a different thing. I it think. is. Yeah, and I think you can be isolated in one, mm. independent. You know, I spend a lot of time as the only person who knows me in any town, you know, and just like, yeah. and I'm, I'm completely comfortable with that. I like being a stranger in people's spaces, you know. I, yeah. like, I like walking around and viewing, watching people and you know that. I spend a lot of time eating on my own, but I'm always doing it with or near people. Yeah. And, and that, yeah, absolutely right. I've never thought about it as something to do from the nine to five perspective. You know, five o'clock, pick up your avocado and whatever you, 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 you eat. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then just go and eat it in the park or ask, ask a restaurant if it's okay if I bring my dinner in. <laughs> Is it okay if I eat my avocado? Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy yeah, a water. That'd be hard, that'd be hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, okay, I've never thought of it that way. But yeah, I, I agree, people are the most important part. Whether you think that or not, I think there are people who hate people or don't want to be around them. Yeah. It's not true. No. Because you'll look at who's parked near your space outside your, you know, all that, you, you'll look out the window at what people are doing. Everyone needs to know what people are up to. There are people everywhere. Yeah. I kind of believe in the almost uh, enforced respectful space to always stand near someone. Mm. You know, to um, if you see someone crying in the street, I never go and say, are you okay or whatever? I'll just be near. Yeah. Um, and either let them know or whatever, but just go, I'm here if you need it. Yeah. That's it, you know, and I think that's what you're almost doing in that. It is. It's just being there with somebody. It's the same as like going to gigs. Yeah. You know, just like sharing a common, you know, feeling or intention Mm -hmm. or enjoyment Mm. really is so healthy. Yeah. And like really something I mean, like on the subject of gigs, like that's something I'm really proud of with specifically the audience that we have as Hunting Hearts like mm. so everyone's so vigilant when they're in the crowd mm. they're there with each other yes. there's no like that. I don't think I've ever seen anyone at one of our gigs be angry at another person in the crowd great good I mean like I'm you know that maybe it will happen one day but probably but it's so yeah and like I now so that has changed me the way I go to gigs okay it's like I went I went recently and end of last year to see sumo psycho at the joiners Mm -hmm. and i was so much more vigilant of the people around me when i was there and there was this person who was next to me and sumo psycho um if people don't know who they are they're an amazing band they're from canada they are rock they've just been signed to someone yes oh um i already can't remember 
But yeah. Yeah, I can't remember who Threat System played with them. Oh yeah, yeah. Which was yeah. like incredible, know, by the yeah. way. That I was didn't ridiculous. Get, didn't get to that gig, yeah. But um, so like I've now whenever they come over, I try to go course, see yeah. them. And there's this person at this gig, and because they're quite heavy rap, rock, metal, yeah, reggae, yeah. all the things. Yeah, the um, things you want. Right. Yeah. Dirty stuff that you just yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Um, the pit opens up. I'm not somebody who has ever jumped in the pit. Okay. I have a nose ring. I wanted to stay in my nose. <laughs> that makes yeah. me feel very hinky, okay. yeah. the idea of metal coming out of my nose. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. However, I know that there are people who would, I mean, looking at my stature, there are people who would fare much um, worse. worse. Yeah, of course, yeah. And there was this person at the edge of the pit, and they were kind of struggling. Somebody was tossing their hair back in their face. Okay. And like, yeah, I was with some friends, but I thought... I can block this. Yeah, I was like, if if there's no way for them to get to another place unless I swap with them. Mm-hmm. So I swapped. And, like, I could tell that I'd made that person feel safer. Yeah. And so, therefore, this person was able to enjoy the gig more. And, like, being vigilant, sharing that intention, yeah. stuff like that happens in choir. It happens yeah, at gigs. Yeah. Music, specifically. Oh, yeah is yeah. one of those things that really brings together community yeah. and makes people more aware of each other, yeah. but not in a way that opens us up to conflict as much, mm. I feel. Yeah. It's so much more about unity in music. Yeah, totally. I, I, when I was growing up, <coughs> we spent a lot of time um, at, you know, at various gigs, you know, sort of small time college band stuff. And the mosh pits were violent, you know. Oh and God, uh, but yeah. at the same time, they were they were energetic and all that. But the rule always was: if you knock someone down, you pick, pick them, them the up. Pick up, yeah. Um, and the moment you got angry, you would be ejected. Yeah. You know, that was you were not welcome in the pit at all. Uh, if it wasn't fun for anyone around you or yourself, fuck off, basically. Yeah. And those rules were never written down mm. anywhere within the whole community. You know, there, there was no point where we had to put that on a T-shirt or, no. you know, put on Facebook. By the way, if you're in the pit, you know, when people do that thing where they talk to people that aren't there. Yeah. Um, and, and, <laughs> and um, uh, but at the same time, it always worked as well. If anyone yeah. came in with the wrong idea, if they had too much to drink, whatever, if they came in thinking, I'm going to take it out on that goes, and I'll see my old girlfriend, whatever. It was just not welcome. Take all your drama out of this. Yeah. We are expressing ourselves to this music. And it never went past that, basically. We ne- we didn't have to do anything because people fucking knew that that unity of a pit in itself was always going to be self-policing, you know, mm. and self-reflecting um, uh, and, and all that sort of thing. Um but you're absolutely right. When you stood at a gig, I'm a stander at a gig. I don't really want to mosh anymore. Mm. Um, looking out for people is is, is a huge thing. I'm, 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 I never want to be in people's way. I never want to. No. Be, um, I, you know, they're not. I'm tall enough to worry about that sort of thing. But when someone's trying to get to the bar, I'm never one of those people that just stands there and waits to be sort of yeah. pushed out of the way a little bit. I'm know, constantly like, vigilant. Yeah, Maybe yeah. that's an anxiety thing. Maybe that's just a human decency thing. Caring about people. Yeah. Just caring. <laughs> it's just. I mean, it's it, it, it. It's lovely. It's a nice thing. It's a really nice thing. I, I get really um. That buzz at the end of a gig that you watched, and you're all walking out a bit sweaty and a bit like, ah, oh, this yeah. is the best. Yeah. You know, and you think, ah, oh, I'm gonna, just stand outside for a bit and just laugh with everyone. And yeah, yeah I love all that. 
it's a it's a feeling that we don't actually quite know how to recapture. No. And in that, any other part of life, there's not really a way of doing it. And you know, in a <laughs> in a nutshell, to summarise everything that we've just spoken about, that is why choirs are like mosh pits. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everyone's got a part. Yeah. Everyone's got a part. Yeah. Um, that, this is what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly <laughs> about community and music. Um, there's a reason why. I always thought there was there was a straight there was a really amazing thing between if you watch a rock gig or a rock club mm. um, kicking out at two a.m. in the morning and you see everyone just going yeah mainly everyone's just having a Smiling. really fucking good time yeah. then you go to a club where they play dance music which basically says I want to be in the sun and having sex all the time mm. which is essentially utopia for almost everyone yeah <laughs> and they're coming out angry. Whereas you look, yeah, the the metal gigs have always basically said, "Life shit, you're alone, fuck off," you know, sort yeah. of thing. And you go, "Yes." Yeah. And I think I think that is that's where you find the disparity between music that is cathartic and music that is idealistic. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Music that is cathartic allows you to feel things that in everyday life maybe you're scared to feel. Yeah, yeah. You don't feel supported to yeah, feel. Totally. Standing in a room with other people and listening to somebody say. Hey, I wanted to die once, and I think you did too. Like yeah, that yeah. is so much to me. I feel co- closer to people. I feel massive. Yeah. This person saying something that if I said it in yeah. a conversation, people would worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, remove that stigma. Talk about these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, and if you're standing in a room, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're standing in a room with other people, and one of the, like, we all know that we want a great <laughs> life. We all know <laughs> yeah. we want that. Yeah. I mean, alternatively, some people, they find it, they find music that is happier, does work for them, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I find jolly music jolly. You know, that's yeah. that's different from utopia-induced. You want, like, you know, yeah. you want this, but you will never be good enough. Ab- like, absolutely. Yeah. Aspirational music is, is probably really bad. But yeah, mm. jolly music's fine. It's usually about the end of the world. But um, I'm just thinking about this, and the fact that we've probably got to wrap it up at some point. Okay, so uh, with with your band, uh, uh, so there's is there an LGBT mandate for it? So it starts. You play so, Pride and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So the way it started was, and there's two sides to this to this story. The two okay. things that happened in my life at this point that converged. Um, the first one is, I was I'd had quite a a lonely summer and I was reading a lot of fan fiction. Okay. I read a lot of... Um, Your own fans? Sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> fan fiction of, like, um, yeah. TV series and yeah, things like yeah. that. And I, I read a lot of um, LGBT fan fiction, obviously. Okay, yeah, yeah. And um, I'd read this one and it was, like, a Western, like, old-timey Western okay. alternate universe. There was a song in it. Well, there were some song lyrics what in it. What TV show was this for? This was for Supergirl. Okay. Um, there were some song lyrics in it and I contacted um, the writer and I said, hey, would it sound like this? And I wrote a country song for it. Wow. And right. this person said, yeah, that's really great. And we both also read a um, another alternate universe fic that okay. was um, that was about them all being in a band together. Okay. And this the writer for this had written, like had had put together a really like long playlist on Spotify for all the bands that it would sound like. And the person who I wrote the Western song for said, you should write a song for this. And I was like, okay, so I did. And okay. I sent it to them. This is the best band origin <laughs> story ever, by the way. I, I sent it to them. 
And they said, that's perfect. And that song is now the song called Court, okay. Hunting Heart's first EP. Wow. Um, so, so while that was happening, me and my mum went to see Foo Fighters. Is the name of the band the band in the... No. Oh. Because that's like a copywriter. I wish. I oh, so wish. That would have been amazing. It is a great band name as well. Okay. Um, yeah. In the... In the um, in the fic, but because it's to do with that unit with, no, okay, with the characters, no, it, well, it wouldn't right. translate it into okay, life. I but I wish. I mean, yeah. I wish Katie McGrath would play me. Honestly, <laughs> one day. Well, you know, it will happen. Hopefully, um, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so at the <laughs> <laughs> at the same time that this was happening, me and yeah. my mum went to see um, Foo Fighters okay. at the um, Olympic sta- Stadium. Okay, yeah, the yeah. new one, Stratford. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember where we were staying, but we'd gone into a charity shop in this place. Now, let me tell you, if you like charity shops... Stratford. Yes. Yeah. And like London in general, Camden yeah, yeah, charity yeah, shops, yeah. great, perfect, fantastic. I recommend Glastonbury and Somerset because loads of rich people live around there. I, I imagine that's yeah, also yeah. fantastic. Yeah, that's my... I We went into this charity shop and I bought this sort of suit jacket blazer thing wasn't very gender specific but it was white with black floral on it okay and i was like oh man that's really great i okay. freaking i don't i have no idea where i'm gonna wear it who cares but but i want it basically katie lang it. can wear it yeah I'm wearing it. exactly yeah. i bought it we went we went ahead to the gig later on i didn't wear it to the gig because i didn't have anything that would go with it and honestly it's important you have things <laughs> that go with blazers um yeah, but we went to the gig and I was sat there and slaves and the kills uh-huh. and um, Starcrawler were wow. the bands that okay. were supporting Foo Fighters and all of those bands have this really dirty punk feeling mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, yeah, and you know which of course Foo Fighters does as well because of Dave, because of Pat. Yeah, yeah. and so all of these bands, I was kind of listening to them and I was like, man, wouldn't it be so cool? To be in a rock band like that, that was all LGBT, like this band in the fan fiction, yeah, yeah, yeah. that could wear that blazer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And so that was when I I, um, I was literally at the gig before okay. Foo Fighters came on, and I texted Devin, who was the most sort of like linked up LGBT person I knew. Okay, right. In yeah. the sense that he just the knew hub. loads of people because he works at the art house, he knows okay, musicians. Yeah, he yeah. knows so many of them. Yeah. And I knew specifically that I wanted it to be a at least majority LGBT band. Okay, yeah. I wanted that for younger me. Yeah, yeah I yeah. wanted that for people that were feeling like they weren't represented. Well, this is what I was getting yeah. to. Yeah. And so I texted him. He waited four or five months. He was going through a thing. He texted me back because uh, I said to him, do you know any LGBT musicians? And he came back and he said, I play bass. Okay. We got together. We, outside Planet Sounds, shout out to Planet Sounds. Um, yeah. We sat outside, we stood outside Planet Sounds and a mutual friend, Lucy, lives near there. Mm-hmm. She walked past. She plays guitar. Okay. So she came to the next practice. Great. And like, it just went on from there. Brilliant. And like, so so now where we are, we, we um, our keyboardist, um, uh, left us at the, uh, you know, she was doing nursing, so time okay, and things yeah, like yeah, that she needed yeah. to go and do. Um, it's a whole other stress. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's a lot, and you know, we 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 parted ways, and like there was n- there's nothing. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, diff- different areas of different things. Um, at you know, at, at the start, it was the the four of us, um, who were all 
LGBT um, or, or trans. We got our drummer, Matthew, who we tried very hard to get a okay. trans or LGBT drummer. Okay. Um, what we got was the wonderful Matthew, who is, um, who's, you know, run-of-the-mill sort of cis straight guy, but is like, yeah. honestly, a fantastic drummer. Mm. and as an ally to the community in yeah. the sense that like he's not afraid to ask questions but he's also very mindful that when he asks questions they're respectful and he sticks up you know he he sticks up for for the community as well so like yeah, course, he's yeah. he's great um when our... i suppose that was always the, the thing as well when you when you define i mean this is sort of where where i was i was thinking about mm. some of it was obviously if it's a band built upon lgbt communities and, mm. and things like that then what if you end up with a, a really bad drummer yeah <laughs> well this, this is the thing was like the trio yeah so me lucy and devin we're all you know we're all trans we're all um varying orientations and we're the people that have been in the band since day one. Yeah. So I, you know, and like this is not me insinuating that anyone else who joins the band or leaves the band is replaceable. Precisely, yeah. I'm just saying that the, the core, core is idea there, yeah. Yeah. is that, you know, and we have our um, our um, backing singer Sarah, who's who joined us at the end of last year. Okay. Um, I still haven't seen the band. Please come and see I know, the I'm band. We what March fourteenth. What are you doing? There's something on that day, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, wow. Is it a Saturday? I think so. Yeah. We're playing at the Art House. Are you? With a fantastic punk band called Brasher. Okay. All right. We played with them at the Winchester Gate last week. Yeah. They're phenomenal. All right. Okay. All right. So if you're free. Art House, March the 14th. All right. Please come. All right. <laughs> Maybe I will. Um, well, you know. Uh, if I'm around, I will. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, um, hopefully there'll be plenty more for you to come to, yeah. generally. Well, no, um, I'd, I'd like that, yeah. But we, yeah, the thing with Hunting Hearts now is, like, I think we're settled as a unit now. Okay, yeah. And, I, and, like, we've gone from being sort of more like the killers, and now we're more like uh, classic rock, but also punk, but mm -hmm. also... We get we got a bit darker. Okay, great, which yeah. Which I think is a sign of the times, to be honest. Yeah. Um, totally. Although I'm getting happier. That's You've weird. got more to write, that's, that's why. Weird. Yeah, yeah. It's I've keeping you in a job. way too much to write. It's like what but, you said about when Brexit happened. Yeah, yeah. That was a great status. I loved that. Yeah, well, it's just, like, just put me out of a job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> please, please put me out of a job. Yeah. Put me out of a job. Um, no, um, <laughs> so, um, uh, so what, what I was getting to was, so the, the things that you wanted to see on stage were... Mm representation yeah you wanted to see uh connection and you wanted to see um, um i just quite, don't know quite what the word is for it actually is is hope yeah you know it's, it's that essentially isn't it yeah. and so have you had anyone come up to you that's been in your audience and gone i needed that so much um this is something with hunting hearts that's really blown my mind yeah when we started it i wanted that like yeah. I wanted to, I was so much more thinking about what we could give. You just give. wanted to meet partners. No, no, it's <laughs> not true. And if it was true, I'd be disappointed. Um, I was thinking so much more about like what we could give. Yeah, I never really considered what we'd get back. And 
you know, there there are people, and there are people who are not just in the UK. Yeah. Because of some of the coverage we've had in some like press, there are people in America, people in Japan, who yeah. have said to us like, "I've never heard anything like this." And I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. And you know, you know whether that's true or not. Because look, there are people who you have never heard of who are doing this already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. never going to sit here and profess to be the first and people, there are people that did who the you thing. Have heard of who are also representing it in a different way. Exactly. But I think what people mean is they've never seen this chemistry. Yeah. They've never seen this yeah. narrative. Yeah. Um, the specifics of this narrative, and they've never seen. Look, I am a trans mask person. Mm-hmm. I'm chunky. This is a niche. Yeah. Not in a way to commercialise anything. No. But this is a niche where, like, if you see somebody who is born female who's curvy, they're owning femininity, usually. Yeah. yeah. They are. They, they're using that, like, yeah. curve, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Being masculine and being, um, like, you know, fatter as somebody who wasn't born male, mm-hmm. that's such a, a place to be, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. Because you are representing so many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, for me, there are lots of times that I don't feel like I do anything special, mm-hmm. you know? But then there are other days when pe- people like that will say stuff to the band, will come to shows and, you know, express their love for it. And that is when I realise that I don't need to do anything special but exist. Yeah. And be true yeah. to who I am. Yeah. And so that, what Hunting Hearts has brought to people and what it encourages in people, mm. whatever walk of life you're from, mm. whether you are like LGBT or you are straight or you're, you know, um, neurodiverse or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or you know, whatever race as well. Like, it's, it's this very plain mission statement mm. is to be yourself... And that's enough. Yes. And that's more than enough. Because yeah. it shows the next person they can do it too. Yeah. Be true and look after each other. It's a chill out and shut the fuck up thing as well. Isn't yeah. It? That's basically what a lot of... What, I, I was thinking on the way over how much stress there is in being offended. How much energy you have to actually put in there to be offended by anything. Yeah. Um, it works the other way. Um you know, it works. It works in terms of so. In terms of people, say, looking at an LGBT core band, mm. uh, uh, some there are people out there, and they're off from the straight from the Daily Mail comment section who basically go, "What? I don't need this rammed in my face and all mm. that." And you go, "Well, but you'd quite like Freddie Mercury rammed in your face, you know, come the Olympics or whatever, you know." So, yeah. so uh, there's that. You're taking a lot of effort here to be offended here. Yeah. And it works the same way, I think, when, when I think there's a lot of people who feel an anxiety about misusing words, misusing identifiers with people who they feel like they're on a tightrope with things. And then you go, yeah. and then there's another part of it, which is a chill out. People fuck up. People will fuck this up. Is, this is something I have. I try and have these kinds of conversations with as many people as possible. Especially now where I'm in the place of, like, I haven't officially, like, especially at work, I haven't officially said to people I want these pronouns, I want this name, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So when people don't say that thing, I, you know, I don't get upset about it. Yeah. But the thing is, is, like, if I did say to them, I want they, them, and I want you to call me back, mm-hmm. if they mess up, 
that's okay. Yeah. We as a community, if you're speaking specifically about pronouns, but I feel that this goes towards everything yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. Um, words are so much less important than intention. Yes. Oh, you yeah. can hear intention. Oh, yeah. I can hear when somebody is using the wrong words on purpose. Can you hear when someone's using they with sarcasm yes yeah absolutely yeah yeah we're not stupid we can hear it and so when you make a mistake yeah we know it's a mistake yeah yeah yeah. well that's what i kind of wanted to that's where i think a lot of that stress comes from on the other side the daily mail side is people going i don't know i think i'm gonna fuck up and then you'll be angry with me Mm. and it's it's a case of going it's fine it's it's about it's about yeah look it's, (laughs) it's about human understanding yeah it's like, if you make a mistake, we won't be annoyed. So long as you're not annoyed when we correct you. Because we're not correcting you because we think you're stupid. No. We're not correcting you because you think we're angry. We're correcting you so this awkward altercation yeah, can yeah, yeah. not happen exactly. again. Or can happen less in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I think that there is... that You know, right now we're living in a society where it's very divided. But not only is it divided, it's also very segregated within its divisions oh, as well yeah, yeah, yeah. and everybody is basically like a hedgehog yeah. they're sat there with their it's spikes up. as fuck yeah yeah and we're we just keep spiking each other yeah, yeah, yeah and i think that i don't think you should ever compromise things that you believe for to get on with somebody yeah in the sense that like you know if you believe that like trans women are women which by the way is true um <laughs> just saying yeah it's on the record now yeah if you if you if you are somebody who who believes that and then you know somebody who doesn't believe that that's not something that you can reconcile yeah you know but like uh having conversations with people yeah and understanding why they think things and understanding that even though you're going to explain to them why you believe something it doesn't mean that they're always going to believe the same thing back um there are you know of speaking of the trans women women thing that's scientific just saying so like that's not a belief that's a fact but like so many people believe things that are not fact yeah it's very difficult to have conversations with with those kinds of people because there's kind of this innate thing where they kind of understand that what they believe is wrong or not true or not you know and so the defensive position that well, comes that's the from thing, that isn't it? causes it's, it's so the, much drama the, um, it's the energy put into defence of looking stupid yeah um, I'm I, stupid I look stupid I think all, we're all the stupid. time and I'm okay with it stupid. I mean I've, I thought I was a bit big brainy today but I'm not but <laughs> I, I, I was <laughs> um, but I, I I've, I've, I've been trying to work this out a lot more in terms of our own existences and everything like that and you know and, and What's actually in our heads? What's not in our heads? Mm. What's you know a lot of things going on, and I think this is why I think Twitter is probably the worst thing. I hate Twitter, uh, and the best thing, in a weird I way. Still hate Twitter. And if if, if you only read Twitter, mm. it's actually quite good because you get to see a lot of different viewpoints. Yeah, Twitter in itself is bad because there's still the reply button, which makes you go, "Well, actually, you're a dick." Well, um, <laughs> you know, and 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 that makes when people feel like the conversation is uh, happening mm. because someone's saying something, yeah, doesn't necessarily mean you you should reply. Sometimes it's not a conversation. Yeah, you know. Sometimes it's just hear it. Some things are not for discourse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I I think to understand it is, but I think 
to start a conversation, you, you really do need to spend a lot of time listening first. Yeah. And then you go, okay, but I still feel okay. And that's the valid response to it. Mm. And it's, it's the response time. You take away the human interaction, the facial expressions, the pheromones, everything that's in the room yeah. as we have a conversation. You take away all of that and just put in a reply button. What sort of dickhead are you going to be? You're not going to be the no. And I think I think the other thing is is like you can't tell tone of voice from typing. No, of course. This is why so many people have arguments when they're texting. I am guilty of this. Yeah, I I with my anxiety constantly will read something and be like, oh, well, that person hates me. They hate me. Yeah, Yeah. and I must now hate them too. You know. (laughs) And like it's weird. I don't think anyone hates me. That's probably why I live in my little bubble. Probably. Yeah. No one hates me. No one hates me. Oh, I think there are plenty of people who hate me. But on the contrary, I so I disagree. Believe that there are people that don't know me. <laughs> well, that's the difference. You yeah, it's, they don't hate you. They hate the idea of me. Mm, maybe. Got quite full of yourself there, to be honest. <laughs> no, um. I mean, in the sense that if you look at me, right? Okay, so like I, I'm a, I'm a millennial. <laughs> Oh, God. Right. You ruined the world. I know. All that fucking avocado. Um, I didn't even like avocado. And then I turned 20 and I was like, I'm an ex I love avocado. It's great. Um, It's like the me as an idea, as as a person, like I am, I'm, you know, a, a member of the LGBT community. I'm a musician. Um, I believe in like, you know, freedom and things like that and like as an idea me as a person yeah very well could be hated yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. when people get to know me i hope that that's not the case well, but well, i also you understand anyone you have empathy for them, yeah i mean i just i guess i hope i hope it's not the case but i understand that there's always going to be someone in the world that you don't like so even if you spent 15 minutes in a room without press with jacob reese mogg you'd empathise a little bit more with someone like Jacob Rees-Mogg. And that's hard to say, and it's hard it's, to it's, believe. It's a, it's, a, it's a human truth. But it is a human truth. We would pick up on something we wouldn't have, we'd never have seen in a picture or in a meme. Or, you know. it, and, like, and the thing is, it's like empathising with somebody does not mean that you agree Absolutely. with what they've done. It just means you understand why they've done. It makes it harder to kill them. <laughs> that's why... <laughs> That's what empathy's for. I mean... It makes us all harder to kill. Let me put this on the record now. I don't plan to kill anybody. No, neither do I. But I Mm. also, I have quite a strong empathy shield uh, with everyone. So I try and put my empathy onto everyone as much as possible. I'm somebody who um, would rather feel bad than make somebody else feel bad. Mm. To a a self-detrimental point... Very much I so. Think I've got quite a good work balance on that one now. I've, I've got. That. I know I'll learn. Yeah, yeah, but Right yeah. now, I'm. I know that you reach like, the balance. You do reach yeah. the balance. You learn that it's just those little little things you say to the bus driver that help you spill your coffee. Fuck you, as you walk off and sort of thank you. Um, you know, just those little things. <laughs> You're right. Bus drivers still have to go home 
and tell his wife that he didn't want a divorce. You know, <laughs> so it's fine. See so, what I mean? The empathy shield yeah. is there, okay? He's, he's there. Just... I've not reached there yet. Yeah, so I'm, I'm still I'm of the mind of like, be nice to everybody. Yeah, I still said fuck you, but at the through. same time, I understand that he's still going through the divorce. Yeah. That he's initiating. I know his... that I need to learn that my happiness is just as important than other people's happiness. Yeah, yeah. I have yet to learn okay. that. Okay, yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's, I know that's I'll, I'll get there. Thing. I know I'll get there, but that comes for me. That comes with a lot of self-esteem issues, and and you know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Feeling I know. worthy, you know, like I, I, I know I, I logically know that yeah. I am worthy of happiness. Yes, but whether I feel worthy of happiness, but also is very different. Knowing that you're worthy of happiness doesn't mean happiness is there. Yeah, that's the other side. Uh, it's the the grey yeah. area it's like it. you're worthy of happiness you're also worthy of chasing happiness yeah I think the best advice I've ever been given was um, by uh, almost everyone in the world which is it's okay everything's okay how you're feeling right now yeah. and how you want to feel is okay yeah. um, and you will get there you got to just keep breathing in and out mm-hmm. keep drinking water don't fuck up too much that's pretty much it that's all you can really do in the world Sometimes. And all you can ever give to other people is, it's okay. Yeah. Um, we're all here. No one asked to be here. No one asked yeah, to be here. No. Um, so everyone's fucking bumbling through it, and it's just okay. It just is. Don't know why. Um, if you think you know why, you're probably wrong. Yeah. It's okay. That's it. That's as much as I've got for the whole world. Is. You know, I think a lot of people get stuck in trying to repress their feelings because they think that their feelings are wrong. Mm-hmm. But feelings aren't right or wrong. No. They just are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's not about whether how you feel is right or wrong. It's about how you deal with how you feel. Yeah. It's about what you do with it. Yeah. You know? I mean, if, you, if you're feeling a bit miffed and you walk out and kick someone's cat or whatever, oh. then that's bad actions. Bad actions right there. And... Um, but then also if you're feeling happy and kick someone's cat, still bad actions. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just like I did it because I was feeling tremendously <laughs> ecstatic. Oh um, gosh. That's the other way around. Um, but the, 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 yeah, absolutely. Every feeling is completely valid and every, mm. this is the other part is not just feelings. It's to do with identities. It's to do with, uh, places in the world. It's to do with, you know, how much is in your bank account. Mm. It's all right. The th- the thing to do is common decency and to listen, yeah. respect, um, ask for help, offer help, and that is pretty much the four degrees you can you can really go through, and uh, yeah, it's it is it is a remarkable. I I know I have a privilege. I have a privilege of mm. being cis straight. Labels I didn't want, don't have, whatever, don't care. But that my thing is. I know that that puts me in a place of um, uh, responsibility now to move the conversation beyond me and beyond the people that are yeah. the same as me, and uh, and to go, it's okay, you know, there's no, there's nothing to worry about. I'm not losing anything. I'm, yeah, I, I, I can't, you know, that's that's not the way it works. I don't have very much, so I can't lose too much. So, so. When people get upset about it, it's for me to say, it's okay. It's all right. We're all right. No, no one's 
no one's coming for us. No one's coming to steal yeah. our shit. No. You know. <laughs> and I think like it's important to understand that like it's like that thing, isn't it, when they talk about equal rights or whatever and they talk about pie. Yeah. It's like it doesn't mean yeah. like less pie. It doesn't you. No, no, it, it doesn't. It means somebody else also gets pie. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And everyone loves pie. Uh, yeah, everyone loves pie. Oh, just for us, I'm really proper eating. Okay. Um, pizza pie. Oh, no. Italian pizza. But my... This, the, the, uh, okay. So, 1450s, everyone fucks off to America and starts <laughs> nicking their shit, right? Right. Okay. Comes back with tomatoes and potatoes, okay? And everyone... I was doing a Burns night the other night where they identified the potato as Scottish. And you're like... No, it came from South America. And the Italians are there going, oh, yeah, the tomatoes on the pizza, they're all very Italian. You go, no, they came from South America. There's no, before 1450-odd, we didn't have those things in Europe. Mm. And so the appropriation of identities <laughs> and and foods and things like that, hmm. it, it, makes me, it makes me quite excited to be, <laughs> to be alive. I love where the world's going to go. I like the idea that... that we're all at some point going to forget where the potato came from and where the tomato came from and just start eating chips and beans. <laughs> chips and beans. Yeah, and chips and beans always existed. Everyone's fine with chips and beans. <laughs> I don't know where that's going. I'm quite tired and hungry. But, um, but that, that, yeah, but that's, that's part of the conversation. I, I really wanted, yeah, this is exactly how I wanted this conversation to go. Chips and beans. Chips and beans at the end. <laughs> well, just to find out about you. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. You are amazing. And I, I think it's... Uh, I, I, I'm kind of glad that I get to spend a couple of weeks with Jen mm. soon and, and know you better as well. That's yeah. quite nice. It's a nice nice little nice little thing. It's really nice. I get to, get to carry a bit of you with me and go, look, Jen, look, I've got a bit of Beck. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, is there anything you want to do you want to play any songs or anything I can put, do all that on on this thing uh, if you want to yeah can I you could, send me some songs I can give you some songs that would be play. amazing that would be really good I'd That'd really like perfect. to do that um, yeah we'll, we'll sort it out thanks Becklin Buddy Becklin Buddy thank you <laughs> I will always call you that <laughs> Becklin Buddy Good. Was it like a disease? Was it like a disease? No. I can't remember what I said on stage that time when I introduced you. You kind of segregated the Lom from the Bardi, so it was Becklam Bardi. Becklam Bardi? Yeah. (laughs) Like the game Kabaddi. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds more like an English town. (laughs) Becklam Bardi? Yeah. No, no, no. It's like the map of Mundi. It's like (laughs) map of Mundi. Becklam Bardi. (laughs) I'm getting a bit existential now. (laughs) Becklam Oh, buddy. I like that. Good. It's my name. <laughs> it's the clom. That's lovely. That's a very Dutch sort of noise, it isn't is. it? Yeah. Clom. Where do you live? Hochlom. <laughs> Between Bear and Barney. <laughs> right, I'm going to go. I need to eat something. Otherwise, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just uh, fall over into a big stupid mess on stage tonight. Where are you playing tonight? Where are we playing? Where tonight? are we playing? Yeah. Oh, we are playing at the Wedgwood Rooms. Oh, okay. We are doing the Battle of the Bands for Portsmouth Pride. So okay, all right. Hopefully that goes well. I think the Isle of Wight's going to have a Pride this year. I think mm. They've decided they've got enough 
people uh, who on might the be island. interested, yeah, <laughs> might, might be interested in that sort of thing, uh, or they've, or some of the people who really resist it are dead. I don't know, um, but I, so I think that there might be a, a ride one this year, possibly. Mm. So, so get keep your ears out for that. one. I will because it's important. I like Portsmouth Pride though a lot. I've not been yet. Have you not? No, we were quite busy last year. Oh so. no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, uh, so my friend Loretta Lebonk, she hosted the. Um, the sort of the cabaret stage of mm. it and it's fucking brilliant just so so good lots of drag queens and, and everything which mm. is fine there's a lot of drag queens in the world now there that's are. okay but um but yeah there was just some absolutely amazing bits of comedy and satire that, that mm. that's what really does it for me i just you know yeah that's the point i want to make <laughs> that's, really, that's really good um drag queens yeah they're singing live different Drag queens are great. I think that there's a lot of pressure um, <coughs> from the community in the sense that drag is such a huge part of the LGBT community's journey, but also they forget how much um, a part of trans people yes. have been of that. Yes. And also, you know, just as a, a side note, I'd love to see a Pride where the sort of base level entry as an act for having a quota of LGBT people in the bill mm. is not taken up fully by drag queens. Yes. Yeah, having yeah. bands like us and having singer-songwriters Absolutely, and comedians yeah, and spoken yeah. word poetry as yeah. well from people who are LGBT. As an A within the whole list of letters, as a, one of the, uh, either the first or second A, I can't remember which I think a. second A. Am I as the second an, A? As an ally. Yeah, I think, I'd, I'd like to think I was second A. Being first A over second A would be, that would be terrible. But, um, <laughs> but as the second A, mm. um, uh, there's also that part of uh, it as well as to, I think, it's, it's again, part of my responsibility is to show other people it's okay. You know, be an ally. This is a good thing. This is yeah. not, a, not a bad thing. I think there's a lot of fear in, you know, as a cis whatever man, you know, that, that there comes a, there's a stigma attached to supporting LGBT things. And you go, no. This is exactly what we should be doing. Yeah, you know, let's let's drop that shit at the door now, and we need to focus on rights for everyone mm -hmm. immediately, without delay. You know, without hesitation, without going. But what if someone thinks I'm gay? Um, Why well, is that the worst thing <laughs> yeah, you can exactly. think of? Exactly. You go what? Yeah, I was I was a bit confused about Schofield coming out yesterday. Mm. And I had to put it into the context of the audience because I realised that. We should live in a world where he shouldn't have to feel that. Yeah. And then you realise that his journey is actually shared by so many people in the world that you go, OK, that's why he has to do it. That's why, when he's got a million people on Twitter, that's why he has to do it, is to say to other people, it's fine, it's OK, and it mm. will hurt, and it's confusing. Blah, blah, blah. This is my journey. I'm Phyllis Schofield. Yeah. You know, and... and and I sort of went, well, well, surely he's just a celebrity just trying to say something here and I and I and I actually had to fight a little bit to sort of actually get into the mindset of mm. Philip Schofield okay he's got a responsibility to his fans and to and to wife. people who are like him absolutely know? yeah yeah I think that 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 is his narrative is such a common narrative mm. it's honestly oh yeah so I know rife, two guys who are exactly know? yeah I yeah. know I know so many people that have gone through this yeah and Seeing it like that mm -hmm. 
there's a part from the perspective of somebody who's gone through it or going through it, who's watching somebody else publicly go through it, you get a much better gauge of how people feel about it yeah. without having to put yourself out there. Yeah. But it also changes the way other people feel about it. Absolutely. And it makes it safer. You Except know? for the reply comment on Twitter. Except for the reply comment. There needs comment. to be a conversation in a pub saying, what do you think about Schofield? Mm. Oh, I think he's quite brave, yeah. It's, it's a good thing. don't care if he's gay or not. I actually care about the fact that he's gone through a journey. Yeah. He's decided to make it public. Blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah. that's the conversation that needs to happen. Yeah. And then, but there's the reply button. I'll tell you what I think of Schofield. That Gordon the Gopher, you know. that It's the, it's the reply without consequence. Yeah. That's the problem. That's what we need now. We need a consequence for the reply yeah. button. I say we lock them up in camps. Oh, sorry. I always go... I'm not getting... Go a bit too Nazi to try and defend... No. Um. <laughs> I was thinking, well, we could just, you know... Electrocute make... the send button. No! <laughs> okay, fine. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to read your mind too much, but... <laughs> um, we should incentivise the reply button being kinder. Yes. I mean, we should change it so it says, say something nice. Massively patronising. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, there comes and that hard danger. Work. That hard danger work. of, like, say something nice or don't say anything Well, there's, there's that thing that teachers use, isn't there? If it's not true or honest or polite, don't say it sort of thing, you know? Mm. And, and um, uh, yeah, there should, there should be that checklist. Is what I'm saying true? Is it honest? Is it polite? But then we'll get capture robots just going, yes! <laughs> <laughs> There's the car! <laughs> oh, God, we'll never make the world nice. Okay, so we'll all die soon. All right. Bec Lombardi, thank you. Thanks no for problem. That. that was an excellent chat. Um, lots and lots to cover out of that one. Um, production, music production, choirs, identities, pronouns. I'm not very good with the pronouns thing. Um, uh, it's my, it's my writer's brain. It's, I, I want to res- respect the pronouns as much as possible. I feel I should. Um, but I still have a, 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 there's a little thing in my mind that says they is more than one person and them is a two. Um, so I always, always get sort of a, a little hang up on my pronouns. It's not because I, I'm going, what? It's because my grammatical brain just goes but you're saying a plural uh, for a singular and uh, but yeah it's to do with uh it's to do with the lovely big mess that i human beings actually are we like to pretend we're all little boxes and little things little labels but we're not we're a big mess of things you know you know like i say we're not the same person we are five years ago etc um there's, it seems ridiculous to actually pin anything down other than kind or not kind. That's the two labels I have in a binary world. And uh, and even then, that's not our decision, is it? Is whether people feel like we're being kind or not. We might not know our actions are being considered to be unkind. Um, yeah, that's sort of what this book I'm writing is all about. Sort of, I don't know. The book's very... It's changing. It wasn't the same book it was uh, five weeks ago, that's for sure. Um, And it won't be the same book uh, now as it is in five weeks' time as well. Um, So anyway, so that's just a a fluidity, the fluidity of self. I I like it. It's one of those things. As long as we're being kind, that's all I ask in the world. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I, I've been uh, reading this. Uh, oh, I've, I finished uh, Being Mortal by Atul Gawande about uh, getting old and social care and how we can care for people who are getting older better. Um, I recommend that book wholeheartedly if you've been uh, looking for a book recommendation. It came out a few years ago. I remember selling it when I still worked in a bookshop. So so it came out quite a few years ago. So, um, But at the same time, if you haven't read it yet, and you're someone with elderly parents, et cetera, et cetera, um, yeah, have a read. It will hopefully uh, make some of the decisions a little bit easier as time goes by. Um, not talking about, you know, sort of, um, you know, pulling the plug or anything like that. I'm not not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, how we're kinder to, to older people and maybe they can feel a little bit more life all the way through. It seems like there comes a point where people end up sitting down a bit more and we sort of just go, well, well, there's your big chair and your TV and it doesn't equate to a life. So so let's uh, let's talk and listen and have all those nice conversations. I don't know quite where I'm going with this. Uh, next week's episode is with Steve Goodall. Uh, who is a dog trainer um, currently, and um, and uh, and I went in on the uh, on the grounds that I'm a bit of a dog racist. I don't understand what dogs are about, why people have them. I never understand why people have any sort of connection to something that can't pick up its own shit, let alone uh, pick up mine. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, and uh, and I, I asked him to convince me that dogs aren't bad. Um, and I think, well, actually, let's find out next week uh, when I chat to Steve Goodall. So that was this week's episode uh, with Beck Lombardi. Beck Lombardi. Um, I recommend checking out everything they do. Um, uh, Hunting Hearts, Sweet Charity Choir with uh, the lovely Jen from The Lounge Kittens is another thing also rock choir we we're talking about as well you know there's there's always that as well singing in groups is a nice thing and i wholeheartedly recommend it uh and also all the other work that's been going on in terms of uh uh beck lombardi as well i'll post up some links in the description thanks for listening hope you're having a good week uh right in uh thanks for all the letters from the last couple of weeks as well i keep forgetting to say this but yeah thanks for for all the letters i don't know sounds like i'm jimmy savile um no thanks for all the uh all the communications from the last uh last couple of weeks um yeah it has been fun hasn't it um let's uh keep on keeping on and uh get your purple dungarees ordered the cult is coming the cult is coming